0: I'm Chris Farrell from the All Things Good and Nerdy Podcast, a wacky weekend morning show part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out right now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows over at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Welcome to another episode of Better Podcasting Live Chat. I am Stephen, John, Drew, and SP is here as well for the other half of this show. Some would say the more important half of this show.
1: Always the more important half because, well, America. <laughs> but it is great to be back here in our biweekly live chat. Come and ask any question about podcasting. We are here to actually interact with you in the chat room. And maybe someday we'll actually be able to bring you in. But for now, chat room, ask questions, we'll respond.
0: Absolutely. And by the way, if you didn't know this, you can uh, download the back catalog of Better Podcasting Live Chats. What? Chat, I know, over at betterpodcasting.com. You should check it out there. It's been there for, if you look at the date stamps, it's been there right from the beginning.
1: (laughs) Wait a minute. Okay, so... We're on episode seven now. Yeah, yeah. And so you went ahead and you released the podcast version before we had 10 episodes. I know. I'm, I'm sorry to that say is, that
0: we're also in, in Apple Podcasts as well.
1: Dude. That is so <sighs> against every professional advice I've ever heard. I just, I can't believe that you did that as a hobbyist.
0: For what it's worth. I also uh, retroactively started using a Blue Yeti and made sure to look to how to get us into a Noteworthy.
1: Sweet. If you figure that out, let me know.
0: (laughs) No, uh, joking aside, I know some people were asking about this before. You can absolutely now get the back episodes of our Raw and Real Better Podcasting chats. They are unedited. Uh, Just check them out there. There's the video versions as well as the uh, podcast version as well. I want to mention that they are unedited. I know I just said that, but they truly are. The only differences from the live version is I've lobbed off anything that might be on the ends, which is usually just a, hey, we're behind. And also I have taken SP's local track. So check it out if you haven't before. And also if you can come and interact with us while we record today is Tuesday, May the 5th, and we do this every other week. But if you come by any Tuesday, any Tuesday, we're usually recording because one set of weeks, like we're doing this. And then on the other, the opposite weeks, every other week, uh, or sorry, on the alternative weeks, <laughs> we are doing the full show.
1: OK, so it's like in the winter and every Saturday night, you're either watching hockey or base or uh, basketball but it's still the same city's team that you're watching. Like, if you are a Minnesota fan, one Saturday night, you'd be watching the Minnesota Wild. The next Saturday night, you'd be watching the Minnesota Timberwolves.
0: Sure. Okay. I was busy responding to a tweet. Sorry. Um, Because someone was nice over on Twitter right now. They said, you guys have helped me a ton. I appreciate all the info you have passed on to us over the years. That was Ivan, the podcaster. So, Ivan, thank you very much. Greatly appreciate you continuing to check us out. Now, before we uh, get into more questions and things like that, I wanted to mention a test that also hit betterpodcasting.com this past week. There is an RTX test. Uh, There is a new utility, as we talked about in last week's Full Better Podcasting, called the NVIDIA RTX Voice. And if you want to know how it performs go to betterpodcasting.com because there is a video where I did 10 different tests and put it through at the paces. So I would love for you to check it out, see if you think it'll work for your workflow. And if you want to pass that along to somebody, it'd be much appreciated because it is something that uh, I did a variety of different circumstances because I know there are people who are not just stream, not just like podcasters, but other streamers and gamers and other people who, who might want to give it a shot and check it out. So check that out at betterpodcasting.com. Is that too much plugs?
1: That test got me thinking again, and I've been struggling with this for a couple of months now, but it got me thinking again of upgrading my graphics card. There's an RTX 2070 on sale today for $460. It's US dollars, by the way. I'm thinking that's an okay deal. It's not like a buyer sale or anything, but it's a a few dozen dollars off of its regular price. So I'm thinking, hmm, maybe I can get one of that to take full advantage of the RTX capabilities as they're rolling them out, like you just said, some voice reduction or some reduction of the ambient noise. And if you're interested in that, go check out betterpodcasting.com. But maybe that's a separate topic that we need to discuss later about my personal gas.
0: Uh, are we talking, oh, gear acquisition syndrome, not not the other one.
1: No, no, not the abdominal distress.
0: Oh, I wasn't going there. I was going to to talk about like 87 octane or 89.
1: So I need to talk a little bit about that too, because (laughs) I have been buying just the regular 87 for my my lawnmowers and my trimmers and that sort of thing. Turns out I should have been getting the 93 octane all along so once this batch runs out i'm gonna refill with 93 octane (gasps) whoa that's big spender well i guess the motors run a little bit better with it especially older mowers my mower by the way is 13 years old this year
0: ah so now we're talking about mowers this is the better mower cast is that what you're saying
1: Well, I mean, you're talking about gas. We could talk about all the different types of gas. That is a second type of gas. But no, we're talking about the third type of gas, the gear acquisition syndrome.
0: That was a test I should have done mowing my lawn. Darn it. Oh, well, next video.
1: Trying to remember if I suggested that. I don't think I did. I I suggested one test to you, but I didn't suggest the mow. Why would you want to mow? Oh, so not mowing the lawn, but I think I mentioned this to you of a test uh on a motorcycle if i didn't mention to you i was thinking about it motorcycle and the other one was uh flying a plane
0: i did the car cast that was enough and i don't fly i don't have a plane to fly and if i was to steal a plane we might have other problems um
1: there's all sorts of planes just sitting there on the runway right now (laughs) not being used
0: Yeah. Okay. So speaking of of your gas, getting back to that, your gear acquisition syndrome, you mentioned you have been considering the video card. In the world of your podcasting, broadcasting, what else are you thinking about upgrading soon?
1: Well, we already talked about it a couple of months ago. I would like to upgrade my microphone to an RE20, but that is contingent upon other things happening or not happening. It's about actually the same sort of price range as the graphics card. And I'm not sure which one I would want to Pull the trigger on first, whether it would be the graphics card or the microphone, because the microphone actually is working just fine. It would be an upgrade, supposedly. I I don't know. I mean, my voice might actually be better on the RE320, but it, it would be an upgrade with the microphone. It would definitely be an upgrade with the graphics card. The issue is I'm not sure I need it right now. So there's that requirement issue. New microphone. And W700, you're holding up right now, right? Uh, the other podcasting thing that we've talked about as well over the past couple of weeks here is a new mixer recorder. You know, you've had the opportunity to use the Zoom L12, the L8, the L20. You've had the Rodecaster um, Excuse me. Yeah, it is Roadcaster Pro, yeah. right? Don't worry. Pro. I, I
0: know it always takes me a minute to think about it because of their stupid naming
1: structure—it's
0: almost as bad as HBO's naming structure on their streaming services.
1: So they should have Road Max next time,
0: right? <laughs> well, okay. Let's back before we continue here. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about the fact that it's called the Roadcaster Pro. The first model they ever made was called the Roadcaster Pro. There's no roadcaster, <laughs> okay? Like, obviously, there's either a plan with their mar- their tiers,
1: or Isn't there a no. roadcaster microphone? No, it's, no so that's... there's the roadcaster. The podcast is what are the microphones? There's
0: the Ro- there's the road podcaster and the road procaster for the
1: Procaster and no, podcast. Yeah,
0: procaster is the one that we use, like that I have. Yeah, that a I podcaster have, yeah. is the USB one.
1: Uh, okay. Yeah, and then the, what is it? The pod mic, the small one. Yeah. Okay.
0: But anyways, so speaking of weird naming structures, yeah, Rodecaster Pro without there being a lower tier. Uh, So either they're holding that, or they just wanted to make it even more confusing for people who already said regularly the Rode Procaster.
1: Okay. So there's that. I've also wanted to buy a new camera for quite some time. I've had my eye on the Sony A sixty four hundred for about a year, wanting to get a hold of one of those. But I just, every time I amass the money, it needs to go to something else. I mean, I got three kids. They just need money from time to time and stuff breaks around the house. So I need money for that. So accruing the amount of money for that, because it's going to be about a $1,500 purchase that is uh, up there. And um, yes, Stephen, you were holding up your little uh, black box there. What do you got? Uh,
0: I recently uh, bought the DJI Osmo Mobile 3 for for these random videos we've been throwing up here and there. I, I've wanted a little handheld video gimbal for a while, and I thought it would tie into our social media type of things, so I'm not as, as bouncy. I used it, actually, for that test, yeah. and it works well. It works well, and I, I got it for a really good deal, so I couldn't resist.
1: Yeah. I've got the Model 2. You've got the Model 3. They're both really good. I like the portability of the model three because it's a lot it it uh, folds up a lot smaller that's than what two. did
0: it for me there was an even better deal on the model two and i looked at the reviews and the only like features wise that i thought i had to have with the three was the portability
1: and it does make a difference because the case i have for that is is a small briefcase basically i did buy the case for it because i have all of the accessories that you could possibly get for it and it is definitely taking a uh, case with you a briefcase with you so there's that that i've wanted to upgrade to but also you got stuff around the house like um a sewing machine mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're recording this in may 5th uh, 2020 H- happy cinco de mayo by the way stephen oh uh,
0: back at you oh i should have made tacos tonight darn it
1: Oh, we had we had tacos uh. and, and they had margaritas. I don't drink before I podcast. I don't drink. I hardly drink anyway. And there's very few alcohols that I can have to drink. Tequila is not one of them. But everybody else is having margaritas. I'm like, oh, because I want <laughs> to have like a rum and coke or something. I'm like, I'm podcasting. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, OK, so, yeah, I didn't maybe afterwards, but I got to work tomorrow. I actually have to go to work
0: tomorrow. Oh. Can I make a suggestion, by the way? So so while we're talking about your upgrade path, your gear path, there is something that I know it's not on your your mind because you have something that is really reliable for you. But I feel like because you use StreamYard, you don't do anything crazy. I feel like your mixer should be on your path with with a digital, a digital option whether it's the L12 or the Rodecaster Pro or the
1: it's, it's, it was in there. We just talked about it.
0: Oh, I must have missed you saying that. I thought you were talking about. Jeff it was the, mic. the whole
1: convers. No, the whole conversation we had. We're having about the Roadcaster Pro oh. and the naming convention.
0: Oh, well, oh, I, I, that's right. I, 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 apparently, I've been getting into the. Uh... I was like, "How much tequila have you had today?" Uh, no, no, I just, I, I didn't pay attention to you. That's all.
1: That's understandable <laughs> because you never do, and I never pay attention to you. All right, so the sewing machines. So sewing machines are impossible to find right now because of. Stay at home orders, people picking up new hobbies. And oh, by the way, you can actually make some PPE with it. You can make some mass with it. Some people are actually selling it online on their uh, Etsy accounts or eBay or, or their Facebook accounts. And you know what? However, you can personally sell this stuff. People are actually making it so that they can sell it. So material is also difficult to find right now. And my wife's sewing machines broke all, all the sewing machines she's been dealing with broken sewing machines. So we decided to upgrade. We're going to go to a heavy duty sewing machine rather than a quilting sewing machine. And I, I look for him. You can't find, you can't find any sewing machines right now out there. So I don't know if I talked about the Nintendo switch for my nephew on better podcasting, but a couple of weeks ago, my nephew had a birthday and he was dead set on getting a Nintendo switch. He was, wanted one for Christmas. His birthday is in April, and so he wanted one then, and he desperately wanted one now. He can't find them right now. They're sold out, and even though they're making them in Vietnam, it's not making its way into the supply chain right now. So for something that regular, it's a combo unit that he wanted, regularly sold for $3.99, probably could get it on a sale for as little as $2.99. The cheapest I could find was like five fifty with tax. So with tax and shipping, it turned out to be $600 and something that was 399. I thought that was pretty outrageous. Well, sewing machines are going the same way. For a sewing machine that was normally like $180, the lowest I could find was $300. Like, wow. And that's new, but secondhand on eBay. So there's no warranty with it or anything, but it's the only one I could find. So I bought that, but that got me thinking, of a grander plan of what I wanted to do in terms of like canvas at the lake and potentially a sailboat and that sort of thing. So then I started, this is the gas talk. I don't know what it is this time of year. Maybe it's the stay-at-home order or whatever. It's but both. Yeah, it, it, I, I want this, this Sailrite sewing machine, which you can buy, by the way. Uh, they might find it a little difficult shipping it. So these Sailrite machines are meant for heavy-duty sewing on canvas on sales and that sort of thing so they're meant not to break you can break them but it's meant not to break with heavy duty materials They're a thousand bucks i'm like uh well i mean that they're not inflated in price it's just how much they are they're not on sale but that's how much they are like uh okay well maybe not so i got that and then you know this. I don't know if our audience knows this. I've been watching this YouTube series called Adventures, uh, Adventures with Purpose, and there's just a bunch of underwater stuff that they do with that YouTube channel. And I'm thinking, well, I got the lake. Um, I need to get scuba recertified, and I don't have any gear. So now I need, now know I need you, to scuba. buy scuba. Well, back in the day, yeah.
0: That'd be a it's- podcast to do, the scuba cast.
1: People do it. You know, you can't with a full face mask, you can yeah. record your voice underwater. Yeah. yeah. You should do so, it. So, so yeah, I've been thinking about uh, getting recertified because I'm not certified right now. I can get recertified and then buy all the gear, but that's the gear that I want. You're talking $2,000, $2,500.
0: I buy podcasting. You,
1: <laughs> you can go ahead and buy gear started gear for less than that but i just i mean i'm old and i know what i want so yeah. it's, it's around that that and that's not any significantly more expensive than advanced drone hobby
0: advanced yes I, I i'll give
1: you that like if you got the top of the line mavic to yeah. fly more pack yeah and then extra accessories it'd be around the two grand mark fair
0: enough all right well let's talk back to uh like true audio gear before I get to something that I just got in my inbox that I think is worth a mention here it's to do with GoDaddy uh there's your tease. uh okay this past week I finally got set up I was given these for Christmas uh there's something I identified as something I wanted to try but I never got around to hooking hooking them up they were uh edifier uh R1010 BT four inch um, monitor studio monitors so speakers. Yep. And um, I have to say, I I got them finally set up about a week ago. Uh, pretty impressed with what I'm hearing. I still got to finalize some cabling. Uh, it's an area that I've said for a long time. I didn't know if I had that much use for for them, um, but I did did decide that I needed to do it. It's nice. It removed all of my line noise problems I had. But you know what's really nice? I was I was surprised at how
1: clear things are. <laughs>
0: So much clearer now.
1: <laughs> I was going to ask. So you're using IEMs now when you're podcasting. Yeah. You're not going to use your speakers or your monitors when, you're, when yeah. you're podcasting. But when you're editing, what do you think is clearer: your monitors that you have right now, or your best set of studio monitoring headphones?
0: Probably still the headphones. But I okay. feel I feel like I'm I'm I feel like they're more clear. The uh, the headphones as I drop something. Uh, but. Right, I just can't roll over that. Uh-huh. But the thing that I think the speakers will do is give me a more natural sound. Like right away, I noticed that when I was hearing, I, I've always mastered this based off of levels and stuff so that I am actually, if you look at the DB, I'm slightly louder than you because of yeah. luffs and all that. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't hear that in my headphones. I I can, but it's hard just because I don't know what it is. When I did it through the speakers, I instant, sorry, I couldn't tell that it needed to be that way. However, when I did it on the speakers, I could tell that it needed to be that way. So uh, that's just an example, I guess, just because it's a little more full. It's, you know, i I have said for a long time, my particular circumstances, I don't need anything super fancy at this time because I don't sit there and play it loud uh, at the morning or night because often the family's in bed and stuff. But the thing is, um, it's nice. I'm pretty impressed. And I got to 3D print myself a little stand because I actually have I have a little shelf that is above me. And so I designed a little angled bracket so that they will tilt slightly forward and not fall off. And uh, this for the video viewers, I'm holding up the first sort of just tested a little bit of a wedge. And then I made it three inches wide um, so that it was it was one that could actually support the full thing. But uh, yeah, so it was a little fun way. And now it's it's based down towards me a little bit as well. And uh, in listening to it, it probably is one of those purchases that I I in retrospect should have done a little bit sooner.
1: Yeah, I've been suggesting them for quite some time and you just kept on saying no, no, no. So I stopped about two years ago saying that you need them. And I'm glad that family finally got the hint and (laughs) got you some for a present. I
0: I don't like in I actually I don't know that I should say in retrospect, I should have done it sooner. I I think in retrospect, I would have benefited more than I thought I would have. But Mm -hmm. I I like I I can't think of with my purchase chain and not just with these sort of things, but with other hobbies and stuff I, I don't feel like it is something that i I should have knocked something else out first but I, I definitely do enjoy it more than I thought I should have like not as much as I, I enjoyed the stream deck though once Suncast who is in our chat by the way if you didn't know we do stream this live at Geeks.Live. live uh he does he, he did suggest for a long time I should get myself a stream deck and uh, he was right so there you go.
1: Yeah, I've been riding you hard on that, too, but that was just a joke for me. He was before you. That's fine. That's that's fine. Chris and him were way before you. (laughs) Right, and I just, I I duck-balled on. I'm like, yeah, you need it, you need it. And then not realizing all the capabilities. If I would have known all the capabilities of the Stream Deck, I would have definitely been there as early as them. But I think Chris, I don't think Suncast has one. I know Chris does. So, Chris, um, maybe Suncast got one after you. I don't know. He was supposed to get one. Oh, okay. But oh. it is very useful. I'm looking up right now because I'm looking at my monitors, and mm. I'm so glad I got them because I had just horrific computer speakers before that. And uh, actually, these are upgrade monitors, too, because I started podcasting with actual monitors. There were low-grade mm. monitors. These are like mid-grade monitors that I have right now. I'm so glad I have them. I don't think I would go any bigger. I mean, I would love to go eight inches on the speakers. Are those five or on or the monitors. These are fives. Okay. I don't think I I might be able to fit sixes in there as I'm looking at the cavities that they're in in the hutch right now. But I, I'm glad I had them because, like you, it, the clarity is just astounding once you actually have them in in uh, reference to what you had before. So it is a good upgrade. But as you said, I would definitely upgrade your making of sound better first before mm-hmm. I would. Upgrade this now. I do have a question. How is your connection path? How are they connected to your setup?
0: So um, they have the possibility of Bluetooth, but I don't know that I'll uh, ever use that. Other actually, maybe I'll tie it to my phone if I wanted to just quickly play something over it from my phone. But that that's about it. It's Bluetooth four, so it's not even the five quality. But um, they are going from the Zoom to my Mackie HM four headphone preamp and then out Wh- from that which, into there which
1: which or, output of the zoom
0: uh sorry you... from my zoom L8 uh mix C my my uh okay headphones out headphone well they don't call it that on the zoom L8 but well okay
1: okay yeah. so but there there's actual speaker outs on it too right on so the back the,
0: the no there's not
1: oh okay i thought there was
0: you can go ahead and entertain the audio listener while i look awkwardly
1: Okay. Well, I'm bringing up actual uh, pictures of it. No, right there's now. not. You didn't, there is not. There, there's no. It's just literally the headphones. There's no. Spe- yes. There. Uh, what are those two big things in the middle of the console? Those On the are speaker out. The
0: front. Those are speakers out. But I'd have to go. Okay. So could I do that? That's a good question. I don't know that I. Hmm. Ah. Uh, maybe I should try that. But Okay, so the edifiers, though, the studio monitors, the, the R, R1010s, and I don't know what yours are like. They've only got an RCA input.
1: Yeah, so my JBL 305s, uh, they have a quarter inch. I don't think they have the RCA input. I'll have to look that up. I, I don't remember, but I do remember that being a consideration when I upgraded because I wanted to have quarter inch in. Because I was going out. Um, am I going out the main? I got to look over at my gear now. Uh,
0: I'm actually using those main outputs on the L8. And the same thing with when, when I get the L12 hooked back up. Um, I'm using that for my path for the broadcast out. But I could probably oh, switch that around if, if that going, works. So I'm
1: going out the control room. So my speakers are hearing the same thing as the headphones are hearing okay. on my mixer.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's a good point. I never thought about that because I kind of just was doing a switch of the connections, right? So I'll have to give that a shot. That's a good point. I'm glad you mentioned
1: that, actually, and I'll have to give that a try. So, how are you going into the speakers? So they're uh, going what kind of cord.
0: Yeah, so they're they're go. Okay, so it came with a cord. It's going from the um from a quarter inch, which is on the back of the Mackie headphone T R
1: S or TS? Uh,
0: TRS. Um, it's a headphone amp, so they're they're all T R S, and then it goes over to the two RCA. So it splits off to the white and the red.
1: Okay, so I do on the JBL 305s, and it's the first generation 305s. They got Mark II out now too. So the first generation JBL 305s are quarter inch uh, and XLR balanced inputs. That's the only inputs you can have to them. Okay. And they're not connected like some of the earlier speakers are where you just go to one and there's a wire that goes to the other one. They're each individual monitors and that's a true monitor it can just be a singular speaker that will represent the entire mix because what you're really wanting is how it sounds combined in the studio booth when you're doing the the mixing and the eq that sort of thing now a a true sound booth will have like 9.2.1 or something on it but and and then you'll have different speakers for that but Uh, A monitor is just meant for a single combination of everything. I have mine in stereo. You have yours in stereo. Yeah.
0: So anyways, uh, it's nice to have. Now let's talk a little bit about GoDaddy. I subscribe to a variety of emails, and many of which I don't actually see because they end up looking like spam. Uh, But one of the ones that I occasionally glance at is one that's called WordFence. WordFence, uh, they send out security information. They offer a plugin, I believe, for WordFence. WordPress uh security and they keep you up to date with a bunch of security problems with WordPress. And this one here came in twenty six minutes ago. We're recording this. Uh right now it's five thirty-two local time on May the fifth. And this is five thirty
1: two Pacific local time.
0: My time. I said local time. Local time. Local
1: means well, my time. The new Listener might not know what local time which is for you.
0: My local time, sorry. My local time, which is Pacific time, okay? All right. 8.32 SP Studio local time. And, and this is the quote. This is the quote. A few moments ago, we published a public service announcement regarding a security issue which may impact some of our customers. On May 4th, 2020, GoDaddy, one of the world's largest website hosting providers, disclosed that the SSH credentials of approximately 28,000 GoDaddy hosting accounts were compromised by an unauthorized attacker, end quote. So lots of people use GoDaddy. Just be aware of that.
1: Um, that's interesting. Unauthorized attacker, meaning that there are authorized I, or white hat attackers, right? Right?
0: I guess that's what they mean. But any, anyways... Uh, I just wanted to mention that because there's something you should be aware of. Um, And here's, oh, actually, when I opened up the full article, this was GoDaddy's public statement. Quote, on April 23rd, 2020, we identified SSH usernames and passwords had been compromised by an unauthorized individual in our hosting environment. This affected approximately 28,000 customers. We immediately reset these usernames and passwords, removed an authorized SSH file from our platform, and have no indication... The individual used our customer's credentials or modified any customer hosting accounts. The individual did not have access to customers' main GoDaddy accounts, end quote. So that was the GoDaddy quote.
1: Sure, glad I don't have anything on GoDaddy right now. Do you? <laughs>
0: security issues, in, in, I, got, <laughs> I got to put on my uh, my in all fairness cap here and say in all fairness, security issues can happen all over the place with any web hosting provider, whether it's a Web hoster or a media hoster. However, uh, I will just say that I agree with your statement that you're glad that you don't have GoDaddy hosting because I don't care for it. I I don't like, I don't like how slow it is generally. I don't like the rigmarole you have to do to go to get it set up. And the last time I d- I used it, it does not did not operate the way other hosting providers did. So, um, that's my opinion. I don't like the GoDaddy hosting.
1: I. Have you used GoDaddy in the past for domain registrar? But I don't think I ever had a website with them. I think I was using Bluehost or HostGator. HostGator was what I was using originally. <laughs> so I don't think I ever went to GoDaddy for web hosting, but I have used them for URLs before. And that was mostly people that had transferred URLs to me from one GoDaddy account to another. And it was just easier to do that. And then I transferred them off GoDaddy when the next renewal cycle happened.
0: They, um, I, I, in full transparency, I did use them for a while purely as a media host provider for myself hosting. They allowed me to host my MP3s as an individual file download. They were fast. Do any scripting on it at the time, and I had problems. So they were purely a file bucket for me. <laughs>
1: Kind of like your buckets. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, can I talk a little bit about, about my podcasting endeavors on social media? Are you okay if we go there before we answer a couple of questions? Yeah. This past week, I took a big step on Facebook. And I don't know if we're going to talk about this on Better Podcasting Prime or not, but I, I dumped a whole bunch of Every podcast Facebook group and Facebook page I was in, as well as dumped a bunch of um, podcast related names that I had as friends on Facebook. And this was because of what I've talked about in the past. I found it to be toxic and almost draining on my passion of podcasting. I love to podcast. It's a huge part of my life. And I was finding that there was a lot of negative comments, whether it was people making them or people commenting on posts, making them that I just I couldn't do anymore. I I had finally had enough. It was just one too many, and I just did a mass call one night. And I just went through. I actually accidentally unfriended somebody that I didn't want to, but I went through and and uh, it wasn't me because no, no, no. I don't have a no, Facebook no, account we're anymore. Back on Thank now. you. Well, I, I realized that, yeah. but we're back. We're back. Friended again. But I went through and I
1: just did. I the, don't have us an account. Not you and oh, the, the person, person. That I
0: dumped. Okay, not everything's about USP.
1: Everything's about SP.
0: <laughs> but no, I I did this and I feel good about it. Um, while I'm sad I'm not there to help anybody in these groups anymore or give my two cents, I just in in thinking about it, it was I was seeing a lot of negativity about something that I love, which is podcasting. So um again, some of it was right in these groups, some of it were just people um who had a following that they're the comments on there were all regularly coming in negative. So I was just, I was just happy to, to do it. And, and um, I'm sure there'll probably be a couple of hurt feelings along the way. And if they ask, I'll explain. Um, but I just, I had to do it. I just saw it was one of these posts where it actually was somebody commenting on somebody else's status. That was just the catalyst for me that, or the the, 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 the straw that broke the camel's back.
1: Earlier this year, I did a similar sort of thing, but anything that was posting too much political stuff, and full disclosure, I'm independent, so I'm not beholden to either of the political parties in America. I'm more akin to my ideas, and I'm closer to that than any of the political parties, and it goes both ways with both political parties. I'm not really aligned more so to one or the other but when i did that and and i actually put out an announcement and it's like look if you're putting out uh, political stuff i'm just going to have to unfollow you because i i just can't stand it anymore the next week after i did that i was i was like the- my stream is so much better. Oh my gosh. I don't have to worry about all those arguments or whatever and full disclosure for everybody that may be new to better podcasting. I had a Facebook account at one point and Facebook kicked me off because they wanted to identify my real identification. And I said, no, that's not going to happen. So they said, okay, see ya. And I was like, okay, fine. And a week later, I was thinking, am I missing anything with the podcast groups? I was talking to Steven about it at the time. I was like, okay, what's going on in the podcast groups? And he told me, I'm like, I'm, I'm glad I'm not in there. And for the past couple of years, you've been saying certain things to me. I'm like, I am so glad I'm not in there. Now there are benefits to some of these Facebook groups, but you're right. the The detriments can just be really, really, really tiresome, especially if you're trying to keep a lot of positivity in your life. I'm getting some feedback
0: just keep going. It won't be on the final version. That was me trying to respond to Jason on Facebook, and I brought up our own stream, but only the live audience will hear that, not the posted audience.
1: All right. That's awesome. And That's
0: not not editing. That's just laziness because I take my track, which doesn't have it. I take SP's track.
1: I put them together.
0: I guess that's kind of editing, but not really.
1: (laughs) Okay. So, so, yeah, there's just so much goodness can come out of limiting your Facebook, but at the same time, you're not exactly able to, if you get out of too many groups, you're not able to promote. Now, Facebook podcasting groups are for other podcasters. So unless you're marketing to other podcasters, unless you have a podcast about podcasting, that promotion vehicle is not really going to mean much to you if you get out of it. But if you get out of some of your other groups of your industry, whatever you're covering, for instance. Uh, Legends of Shield. Let's take that one. When I did have a Facebook account at Stargate Pioneer, I was part of an Agents of Shield cosplaying Facebook group, and those guys were awesome. They really were. I loved talking with them back and forth, and I wanted to feature some of them on the podcast. But that was right about the time that I got kicked off, so I wasn't able to execute that and talk to them any further. But that's an example of of an avenue that was cut off from me. But the ends justified the means, I guess, because I was going to get it out of all those podcasting groups anyway,
0: you know, like and and you talked about the promotion, and i have been I've been weighing this on and off for like two years or so. I'm sure if we went back and look, it might even be more. I've been seriously weighing this for about a year, and ultimately, I just decided that my love of my hobby is more important than the promotion of my hobby and and if i if I don't still love my hobby, there's no hobby to promote so that's kind of where I landed with it. Now, we had a question actually over on Twitch right now. Uh, the question was from the Penske file, and it was, rank the social media sites for podcasting with an exclamation point.
1: Like social media, like so, sites that are specific social media I think for we podcasting? Take this two
0: ways. We should take this two ways. Number one, promoting your own podcast. And number two, uh, to do with podcasting discussion. And I'll start off with the podcasting discussion one. Uh, and I'll say for discussing podcasting. I think it's Facebook. Um, and the reason why I say as a whole it's Facebook is because while I didn't like it, uh, there are many Facebook groups that you can find if you're wanting to get information. And it and there is a variety of different types of people in these groups. If you look at Reddit, there there is a, I think Reddit is a close second. However, I don't know that you get the variety of opinions all the time on Reddit that you do if you're in like five or six Facebook groups. It's just the power of numbers. There's not that many uh, subreddits uh, to do with podcasting. So I would say for that, my thoughts at this time would probably be there. However, I think for, if I was to look at the more enjoyable experience out of the two, if I would, if I was to pick one of the more enjoyable ones, it would be Reddit. (laughs) So between Reddit Facebook or Reddit podcasting groups and Facebook groups, I would enjoy Reddit more, even though I'm not on Reddit more.
1: So, the different groups that I have on my phone right now, or apps that I have on my phone right now, are Slack, Discord, Instagram, Tumblr, just because we have a Legends of Shield Tumblr account, Um, Reddit, Twitter. Do we count Patreon? I don't think we do no. because that's more of a, okay. And Snapchat, Pinterest. I don't use either. They're just on my phone. Uh, Ta-a Talk with the old forums. <laughs> oh, no, I
0: remember that.
1: Uh, Flick Chat. So that's not Flickr. It's Flick Chat. And I tried that with one group and the group disbanded. Uh, the other one that's not on here would be, um, what was that? Google+. Plus. And that's (laughs) shut down. Uh, I will also put LinkedIn in that group because a a lot of uh, professional related podcasts are on LinkedIn. So even if, if I did an actual rocket science podcast, I would probably want it on LinkedIn if I wanted to connect with the rocket science industry, for instance, even though it would be a hobby. So like main engine cutoff podcast, I, I, I don't know if they have a LinkedIn or not, but I wouldn't mind that. Okay. So out of all of that, I'm not on Facebook, so I can't choose that. Yeah. Uh, I would have to go Reddit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, for actually promoting your podcast, I might, this is such a flaky answer. I don't think there is one that we could say is the best because, it. again, we always relate things back to your audience, and every audience is different. It's like the whole convention thing that we've talked about. We don't generally, as a hobby podcaster, advocate you going to a podcasting convention because of the fact that if you're looking to build your audience up, you're going to see other podcasters at that convention. They're not going to listen to your podcast. If you're looking to build your audience up through a convention, we would recommend going to a convention to do with your niche. If you have a woodworking convention or a woodworking podcast, do a woodworking convention. This is the same thing with social media. If you have a a highly professional podcast, LinkedIn may be your best friend. That's not where the Gunna Geek show is getting promoted, though. (laughs) So I think I think it's really for that side of things really depends on what it uh, on what your niche is. The only thing I would suggest that you look at for directing your focus is taking a look to see with that audience, which is getting the most engagement in the manner that you want to be able to do. Like If you want to go in there and be able to promote your show, and there's a social media platform that won't let you drop the right links or won't let you drop the information you're looking at, but you have all sorts of connections with the people there, is it really the best place for that social media if you can't can't really do your end goal of promotion. So I think it really depends on your specific craft.
1: For my number two, I am, I'm 50-50. So this is going to be two and three, because honestly, I can't distinguish between the two. They're so different that it's difficult for me to um, analyze whether one would truly be better than the other. And I would go two and three would be Instagram and Twitter. Twitter's not the the panacea that it was like five years ago for podcasting. It, it used to be a lot better than it is now for promotion. A lot of people left Twitter due to various reasons. Uh, a lot of people left Facebook for various reasons, too. And and not because they got kicked off like me because <laughs> of the identity thing. They were kicked off or they left because of, of issues like you were just describing. Instead of shutting down their groups or paring down their friends, they just decided to leave and as well, I have a college classmate that I work with now. I mean, we were reunited after years and years and years. And after he came to my work about, you know, nine months later, I saw a post on on uh, the social media, and he said, "No, I'm 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 out of here." So I was like, "Really? Okay." And I talked to him about work, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I just I, I couldn't stand it anymore. Too much political stuff from our other classmates. Believe it or not." And I uh, said so it's just not uh, enjoyable for me anymore. But Instagram and Twitter. So Twitter is mostly text based, so it's it's like hashtag driven and and search results driven and stuff like that. And so is Instagram. One is textual in nature with graphics, and the other one is graphic in nature with text yeah. secondary. So it it's just uh, depends on where your audience wants to be. So for me, a lot you need to be at the social media that you are going to use anyway. So if you're not going to be on a social media platform, don't try to promote your podcast on those or use those social media platforms because you're only going to go to it whenever you want to log in to to throw a new episode on or whatever. But for me, those would be the three that I would use would be for me, Reddit, Twitter, and Instagram, realizing that Facebook might be like we were saying before, might be a a decent way to promote, but I just don't want to be in that toxic environment. And I'm not going to give my real identity to them. And then LinkedIn as well, if I was doing a a more industry-based show.
0: Uh, The Penske file did respond and said that his personal opinion is that Instagram is number one for general use.
1: But if you prefer
0: arguing or talking discussion, then it's Twitter. Um, yeah, I, I have never gotten into Insta, Insta. The one time I did, I had a couple of things come up that really drove me away very fast. Maybe I'll give it another shot in the future. Uh, let's talk all about some of the things that came up in our discord chat. One of the things that Randy Walker brought up was saying, we're getting feedback that the Libsyn embedded episode player is too confusing. Anybody have suggestions for a simpler episode player for WordPress? And there was a bit of discussion and essentially it was all the icons that were on, on the lives and player. And the reason I wanted to bring this up was sorry, Randy, not particularly about your specific thing, but the concept about there being too many icons. We've talked about this before with all of these different places that, that you can now get your podcast out there. A lot of people are feeling that they should use a plugin that lists all of the different ways. And there's been some people who have argued, make sure you list all of your Spotify, your Apple Podcasts, your iHeartRadio, whatever, right? You know, you're tuning in. And I'm, we've, we've speculated, is, is there too many icons? And this is an indication that there is such a thing as too many icons. And maybe you should just stick with the main ones. Or if you've got a way to display some of the key ones in a way that people can easily identify, then cool. But just a sea of icons or a wall of icons or a wall of links might be a problem.
1: I am not the target audience for this question that Randy brought up because he wants a simpler episode player. I want more control in my episode player, like just the simple, like the simple power press player is literally just press play and you go through the entire episode from front to back. If you actually navigate away from the webpage and you come back to it, you have to find out where you were in there or whatever. I wanted to remember where I was. I want to be able to speed it up, slow it down. I want to be able to uh, click somewhere along the timeline and be able to play. There are a lot of things that I want out of an episode player. I don't think that the Lipson um, embed. It, I don't. I don't know if he's just talking about the player or the plugin, like the WordPress plugin that they use. I. I don't know if Lipson is really the best for all of that that I, I just said. I do know that it has a lot of what I was just saying, like the the 30 seconds forward, 15 seconds back, that sort of thing. Uh, but it's not a complete control. I mean, I want complete control. And I know I rarely see that in a web page podcast player.
0: And I, I'm gonna guess that has to do with the fact that there is so much internet consumption done mobily now. And so would you really want all these individual buttons on a phone screen? Some people might get confused.
1: So there's a way that a web page can be displayed differently between a mobile version and a web version. Couldn't you do the same thing with a plugin?
0: I'm sure probably, but developers like to spend their money on one thing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Another thing that I thought was interesting was in, in, uh, Genius One said, Behringer XM1800S, the three pack, still a good budget option for a toss in the bag and use once in a blue, in reference to the microphone. Uh, there's some discussion back and forth saying that if you're going to do the a Behringer one, maybe do the XM8500 instead. I have tested both. I would wholeheartedly agree. We have people on our YouTube, though, that regularly say that they're 1800. There's a video I did a long time ago, with a shootout of a bunch of cheap microphones, and People continue to come in and say that the XM1800S sounds the best. I disagree. I I also think some people are on a budget and wanting to say that, but people have their own opinions. People are right to their own opinions. My opinion is the 8500 sounds a heck of a lot better than the 1800S.
1: So if you're on a really tight budget and you got three guys in a room or three speakers in a room, doesn't have to be guys, or maybe you're doing a D&D podcast and you want to mic up everybody. Uh, appropriately with a dynamic cardioid microphone, you like say you have five players in a DM or a GM or whatever. Uh, two of those three packs is very economical, and you can start out that way. I started out with an 1800S. I've never used an 8500, but I've heard enough comparisons between the 1800 and the 8500 because I've searched them out because I was researching them. There is a difference. The 8500 is more SM58-ish than the 1800. The 1800... It's like a basic dynamic cardioid microphone that will do the job, but it won't represent the voice very well, in my yeah. opinion. I'll always state in my opinion because microphones are subjective. And so, yeah, if you need the microphones and you need them cheaply, the three pack is OK. But if you can afford, let's say, three. Three microphones in the three pack is like 40 bucks. Three microphones of 8,500 at what, 25 bucks? It's like 75 bucks. So if you can spend the extra 35 bucks for three microphones, the 8,500 is definitely worth the, the jump up.
0: You know, you bring up the price and it is worth a consideration. Think about the fact that it is three microphones for that price. There's something there, something to be said about that. Uh, and the last thing that uh, came up here was uh, we had Waffles say, I listened to an Atlanta Braves podcast that consistently puts out an episode before big news breaks. They just lean into the joke. Now, this was in reference to a comment we made a, a while back about how, I don't know, last week, I think it was a while back. And we we had said how there's, it, it, it's unfortunate when you publish an episode like right after or right before big news comes out and we run into that on the gonna geek show all the time we talk geek news and tech talk and a lot of stuff comes out on tuesday and we record it on monday we lean into it over there too like it is what it is and sometimes you got to accept that if, if ideally you'd move it like i think if you're consistently see that and you want to grow your audience you you would want to move it but as a hobby podcaster you got to do what works for your schedule.
1: I think if it's consistently happening to you, you should look at either moving your recording schedule or changing what you're covering in terms of how you're covering it. So you still want to cover the same topics. You still want to cover the same news, but you cover it differently. You do more analysis. I mean, if you're talking about a six-day difference in when you're covering it and, and uh, when the news comes out, There's going to be a lot of other shows out there. There's over a million podcasts and Apple podcasts now. So there's going to be a lot of other shows that are going to be covering the same thing. Very difficult to find a niche that isn't covered anywhere else. So you might want to think about how you're covering it. How can you cover it differently that brings more value to your listeners than the people that are just reporting the news? There's a difference between reporting the news and giving analysis on the news. And even if you're not reporting the news, you're just covering, hey, this new new story came out from, you have to source it from such and such a website. And then this is what was said. And then you move on to the next one. Yes, you can be an aggregator as long as you source your material. You still have to source your material in an analysis podcast, but you're giving more of a so what sort of thing. So if you're doing it six days later, what's the so what? That Mm -hmm. could be your value.
0: And the last thing that I want to just drop right now, um, if you are a podcaster, uh, we probably I suspect we'll end up talking about this on the next episode, but Google did just announce that they are starting to roll out uh, Google Meet for personal use. It is something that is a video chat service, and I don't believe there's probably going to be broadcast or, you know, auto archive type type situations to it like there was with Google Hangouts. There might be, I don't know. But if you're looking to have a connection with a guest or something like that, since they are now rolling out to personal, it might be something worth trying out. As soon as I get told that my account has been rolled out, you can bet I'll be giving it a try. But uh, did it work for you?
1: No. So I, what I was trying to show oh. is that you were talking about Duo yes. the last time we talked about this. I just Duo- want to show that on my iOS device, I have Duo.
0: Yeah, exactly. Because Duo, Duo is like FaceTime. That's what Duo is. Google Duo is FaceTime. But unlike Apple, Google actually rolled it out cross-platform. That's actually what my mom uses to to video a bunch of people. She's got an iPhone. I have Android. She never got a video client for me. But then all of a sudden, other family members started to get into Android as well. And now she's using Duo.
1: It's really whatever works for you and what your requirements are. and, And if you're comfortable with the safety uh, and security of the device and the app that you're using.
0: Yeah, but Google Meet, um, Google Meet is something that is uh, looks like desktops, more like Hangouts was Hangouts on air. So we'll see what happens. We'll see where it comes. But I, I uh, if the audio quality is decent and you've got a way to capture that sound, that could be a potential to uh, just do like a audio call with somebody if you're interviewing them. I don't know. Uh, I haven't tested it because it has been geared towards business. The audio could be horrendous, but I thought I'd mention
1: it. Have you used the Microsoft Team's video connectivity i did i I have uh, I, I wow yeah i I don't know if I could say anything good other than I was able to establish the call and then hang up on the call when we were done attempting to get business done. <laughs>
0: But I think that's going to take us to the end of Better Podcasting live chat number seven. Again, if you missed this, uh, for those of you straggling it all in a little bit late, we do now have these posted. So if you want to go uh, catch back up afterwards, uh, they are in podcast form. You can see them over at betterpodcasting.com. And for those of you who are listening to this or watching this afterwards, yes, I just repeated myself. But again, we do this live. The whole gimmick of this is live chat. That is posted afterwards. So that's that's it's a what this gimmick?
1: is. Gimmick? It's a gimmick?
0: Sure. I, I'm, is it a gimmick?
1: I, I would just think it's how we're doing it. It's not really a gimmick.
0: Okay. Well, I I want a gimmick in my life, SP.
1: Gimmick. All right. We'll we'll talk about it. <laughs> might have to yeah. Might have to catch your mum on Google Meet or Google Duo. But we we can figure out. Some way to give you a gimmick.
0: All right. So for episode number seven of Better Podcasting Live Chat, I'm Stephen John Drew saying, apparently it's not a gimmick, so I need to find one.
1: MSP Santa, hope you have a great week of podcasting. If you have any questions, come back to us in two weeks or catch our numbered show next week.
0: I'll get the calendar up soon on BetterPodcasting.com. That's next. Only three months <laughs> for that one too. Bye,
1: bye. for checking out another episode of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew of Gunna Geek Productions. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching. And we hope to see you again next week.